Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back, to shift the narrative around social injustice. For every State Bag purchased, State Hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools to an American child in need, but their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back. And part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com using the code POD. That's 15% off your purchase using the code POD, P-O-D, at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. Welcome to the Step Up Podcast, a place where we delve into different topics to learn more about ourselves and more about others while having some fun along the way. So I've been trying these tongue twisters to get more articulate because I tend to mumble and I've realized this, I've gotten lazy over the years. So some of them are actually quite hard. Like, uh, let's see. A snake sneaks to seek a snack. But if you say that five times, like at least on the fifth time, I, I always mess up. So <laughs> a snake sneaks to seek a snack. 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 Oh, I did it. <laughs> Usually I get all, all messed up with that one. But my favorite one, this one is so much fun. Betty bought her butts and butter, but said she the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, I'll... <laughs> See, I messed up. Okay. Betty bought her butts and butter, but said she the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it'll make my batter bitter, but a bitter, better butter will make my bitter batter better. So she bought some better butter, better than the bitter butter, put it in her bitter batter, made her bitter batter better. So it was better. Betty bought her butts and better butter. <laughs> How awesome is that? That one is so much fun. But um, yeah, some of these are really tricky. (laughs) Today, I welcome my friend and radio personality and voiceover artist, Rachel Gilbert. We chat a little bit about how we met and about her job, and then we get into COVID and what that has looked like for her and her family as they deal with working from home with kids (laughs) and all that that entails. So COVID has been quite interesting and we've all been dealing with, with it in our own different ways. And, you know, some people have to work, some people are off work, some people work from home and it's, it's unique, very crazy, unique situation we're in right now. But has anyone tried to go for walks? So I hurt my foot and I haven't been able to walk, but I miss going for my walk. So when COVID kind of first happened and we were told to stay six feet away or social distance or whatever and not, you know, uh, (laughs) I, okay. So sometimes I really just hate people. I'm like, okay, so 
I say that it's not mean doesn't mean I hate hate people, but as an introvert, I'm just like ah, why are there people everywhere? And that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons why Toronto was really difficult for me because people are freaking everywhere. Even going for a walk, there's somebody always behind you. But anyway, so. Yeah. So, 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 but during COVID, it's even worse, right? Because you're supposed to avoid people. So I would go for a walk and then I'd go, I find on the busy streets, it's tricky too, because if somebody's coming towards you, you're supposed to walk on the street, right? But then I'm scared to walk on the street because I don't trust cars <laughs> because uh, some people just don't care and um, they're not watching, you know, you know how it is. But the side streets, are my favorite. And they're actually quieter too. So I can listen to podcasts and, and, uh, you know, it's just quieter and nicer, but there's still people. So I remember going down this one side street and then I turned left onto another, which was a very, uh, it was one of the busier side streets, but it was, it was quieter, but there was somebody on the sidewalk walking. So I'm like, Oh, I can't go there. And then there was a couple on the other side of the street so I couldn't go there. And then there was a car coming. So I couldn't go in the middle of the street. So I was like, ah, I was like standing there literally going, uh, like an idiot going, what do I do? What do I do? (laughs) And I just turned and walked back the way I came. I mean, I've been wanting to social distance from people my whole life. Now you have an excuse to tell people to, you know, if you're standing in line, like, stand back, get away from me. (laughs) But before it was so tricky because people, you know, sometimes you're in a line and then you move up because the person behind you is too close, but then they move up too. And you're like, no, I need my personal space. It was even worse in Toronto, but social distancing is like, oh, I've been wanting this my whole life (laughs) and to avoid people. Um, not literally. Okay. I'm not, I don't avoid people. I'm actually quite friendly, but sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. You know, I just want my space. I just want to be left alone. So that's where COVID is kind of in some, in some aspects, it's nice because you can actually avoid people and not seem rude because it's like, oh, stay away from me. (laughs) So join me in my conversation with Rachel Gilbert. You are part of the Dave and Rachel show on London's Pure Country 93. I am. And oh, that's so cool that your name's in the, that must be exciting, right? To have your name as part of the show. <laughs> I can't even yeah, imagine. I'd be so excited. It is, it is kind of cool. Yeah, I guess I'm used to it now, but it is, it is pretty cool, actually. When, it, when that first happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got my own show. Like, how awesome is this? And um you know, there's some pressure that comes with that, of course, but yeah, it is pretty cool. I never thought I never thought that would happen. Was it must have also been weird though to see your face on billboards and buses and stuff? Like, is that weird? Yeah. Well, we haven't been on buses and billboards at all yet. Really? Hopefully, someday that'd be awesome. Oh. Yeah, our names have been though, which is pretty cool. Okay, and <laughs> uh, it's but yeah, a lot of people just know me from the show, like, oh, Dave and and Rachel. Oh, I know Rachel. And I've had a lot of friends who say, oh, I'm friends with Rachel from Pure Country 93. And 
and they say their friends are like, oh my gosh, really? What's she like? And <laughs> I, I kind of don't, I, I'm like, oh, really? Like it stuns me that people even care, one, to be honest. Um, and then I can't really think about it because I just, I'm just normal, right? Yeah. So I, I guess I'm, I have two parts of me, like Rachel from the radio and then just Rachel. You know what I mean? Like you, it's a, it's a show. It's a bit of a show, but it is me. It's, it's me, but it's a a bit of an exaggerated version of me, but there's a lot of things I choose not to share on the air just to keep some privacy and keep some things to myself, of course. For sure. Um, And then everything (laughs) I say is judged by everyone listening and, you know, we get feedback good and bad on it and all that. So yeah, it's, it's been a learning curve to kind of deal with that notoriety, I guess. How long have you been doing the show? Long time, right? Uh, it's been nine and a half years. Yeah. It'll be oh. 10 years in March. Crazy, oh. right? Yeah. Crazy. So it wasn't called, <laughs> wasn't called the Dave and Rachel show at first. We used to be called BX 93, our radio station. So when I first joined, it was the BX breakfast. And I think they didn't want to sink too much, um, effort and money into branding it the Dave and Rachel show in case it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And so after a couple of years, they were like, all right, this is going okay. So then we changed it to the Dave and Rachel show. Um, That being said, we also have a producer on our show and his name is Foreman, who's our third person and he's awesome. So he's very much just as, as much part of the show as Dave and I are. Yes. And he's even in some of the pictures I see. And I said to you, yes, I, I messaged all of our you, pictures. Oh no, I, I commented one time. I was like, "Ooh, who's this good-looking guy?" And you're like, "Foreman." Huh? <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> oh yeah, Foreman. Dave, so Dave's older than us. Uh, Foreman and I are about the same age, mid thirties, and uh, all the girls love Foreman. He's like the most popular. He's you know, so but he's funny. married, ladies with kids. Uh, they're always married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're always married. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I actually met you. I th- I want to say it was two thousand and four, because yeah, I was working Probably. at a law firm, and I really hated it. And so I had a life coach who suggested <laughs> she was trying to get me to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was like, I've always liked radio, and she knew mm-hmm. a guy, John. Oh my word, what was it? John Wade, and he did a pet show on um, CJBK on the AM station. Yes. And yeah. so I, I was able to, I kind of like helped him find like pet stories and I even got to read some on air, which was super fun. And it was yeah. on a Sunday and it was always locked and you were doing the news. And I you was were on the always, weekends. Yeah. And you were always sitting in the room that I had to walk into and it was always locked and you always unlocked it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you were always so Everything nice. Locked up tight. Oh, well, thank you. So I I say the same about you. I enjoyed, I I enjoyed having people come in on the weekends because I was always by myself otherwise, other than the few hours that you were there or there was a couple of others that came in to do shows um, on the weekends. I, yeah, that was my very first radio job. I was working in the newsroom uh, doing weekend news part-time. I went through school for radio journalism. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first job. And I was working while in school I did weekends while going to school still, and uh, and I just stayed in the company, and it eventually worked my way up. I left for two years, and then they invited me to come back, and now I'm I'm uh, doing the morning show. I'm Pure Country ninety three. Pretty cool. That is cool. I remember Surreal. when I first met you, I was like actually like 
Oh my, I say alike a lot. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was thinking how cool it was. To me, you were already a celebrity because you were already on the news. And I was like, oh, oh I wish I could do that. Or I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. Um, but that was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun job. It's a fun way to make a living. I, <laughs> when I was, I think in high school, I started thinking about what do I want to do when I grow up? Like, I just knew that I didn't want to feel like I was working. Yes, and that's my worst. life. Yeah. And so I had a, I rem- backing up even to grade seven, one of my grade seven teachers said to us one day, if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I was like, wow, that's what I've got to find, like that far back. And so I kind of looked around for year, I, years and years. I was like, what am I, what do I want to do? Because people always ask you when you're a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was always in theater and uh, doing a lot of music stuff. My dad was a high school music teacher. So we always did uh, violin, piano, um, brass banding, all that kind of stuff. I did a lot of community theater. And then I found out that you could go to school for radio. And I thought, (laughs) oh my gosh, really? Like that is so cool. And I did. And then, you know, here I am today, essentially. (laughs) Where was that teacher when I was growing up? Where was that to? Oh, yeah, he was great. That was Mr. Grew was my teacher cool. in grade seven. And he was awesome. And I think that's, you know, the best advice to give really anybody. Yeah. Kid or adult, right? If you can find something that you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. And isn't that what we all want? Yeah. That's cool. The other time, actually, that was all before social media, 2004, I think. I, yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah, (laughs) it's so weird now, right? Um, And then I was doing prison ministry and there was one Christmas where we were at the London jail kind of doing a a music thing, sing along. Mm -hmm. And you were there with the Salvation Army Band. What what instrument do you play? I play the E flat horn, um, but I haven't played it in a while. So the E flat horn is kind of like the French horn uh, in this, in a brass band. So it's... um, uh, and it looks like a mini tuba, essentially. That's what it looks like. So I played that. And yeah, I grew up going to the Salvation Army Church. And there's a lot of musicians and uh, music in the Salvation Army Church. We have brass bands. That's a big part of our ministry in our church and how we worship. And um, so I've grown up learning how to play brass instruments. And my, of mm-hmm. course, my dad was, a, again, a music teacher. So he taught brass at, at high school and in the church. And every Thursday night, everyone gets together for their band practice. And so I did that for years and years growing up, did a lot yeah. of uh, trips to England. We went to Holland, uh, Florida, all different kinds of places. Um, California, I was in the Rose Bowl parade with the, with the Salvation Army band one oh, year. Wow. So that was really cool. And yeah, so then I saw you again at the London jail. And, and yeah, we and this you and I both looked at each time. other and we're like, I, I know you. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and then what that an was on Facebook. Place to meet. <laughs> yeah. And then Facebook was around at that time. And then I think we added each other or something. And we found each other yeah, again. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Man. Very cool. <laughs> um, oh, I did want to ask you. So with the radio show, you work with two men. What's, what's that like? Like, mm-hmm. are you kind of, cause I know, when I would work with men, I'm like the troublemaker. I kind of like tease them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I like to play jokes on them and stuff. 
We don't play jokes necessarily on each other, but there is a lot of ribbing. Like we will poke fun at each other. Um, and I think Dave and I worked together for several years before Foreman joined us. So it was just the two of us. And I think when you're doing a radio show or any kind of um, co-hosting type show, podcast or TV show, you need to have chemistry with the person you're working with. Yeah. And Dave and I, he will always say, he always tells people after the first break, which is the first time we went on the air together, I knew we would be fine. Rachel was like, we were just fine. You were good. I, we had good chemistry. I knew. And you, I think it is something that you just have or you don't have. And so we can kind of rip each other. And that is part of the show to do that on the air and kind of make light of things or exploit each other's or our own faults and kind of make fun of ourselves, be a little self-deprecating. And so we do do that quite a bit, um, all of us really, especially on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I do get picked on, I will say, a lot more than the two of them do. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little biased about that. Um, and, but we do, and sometimes we'll get texts from people because we have a texting platform where people can react to us. Oh, Nobody wow. calls anymore, right? Nobody calls radio stations. They text, right? Um, because it's... That's not how they, that's not how it's done anymore. Um, so we get texts saying, leave Rachel alone. And it, but it's the, I can handle myself. I'm good. It's all in fun. We know yeah. that it's, and if it ha- does happen to go too far, sometimes it does. We will say something to each other off the air. And then immediately it's usually like, oh, I'm so like, I didn't mean to yeah. push it. That far. I didn't, I didn't think if I'd said that you would be upset, but I'm sorry. And, and uh, so it, we never mean to hurt each other, of course, but it's, it's a lot of ribbing, all in fun. <laughs> and mutual respect. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you need that, right? Because you, you need, do. when you're doing a radio show, you really have to trust the other people that you're working with that yeah. they're not going to throw you under the bus, right? When you're yeah. on the air. For sure. And if they, <laughs> you they kind of, back. <laughs> yeah. And if they do, they retract because you don't want, you don't want people to hate you necessarily, but sometimes you do have to be, play the bad guy, right? Yeah. And sometimes you're the one kind of redeeming yourself or looking like the good guy. And anyway, so you do have to trust the people that you're working with. Yep. So you also, on top of being on the radio, you also are voiceover actor, artist. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the right term, voiceover artist. Uh, you can call when you're a voiceover, or I, call, I say voiceover artist. Um, you can call yourself whatever you want, voice talent, voiceover talent, voice, oh, yeah, voice artist, talent. voice actor, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's all the same. I do, uh, I have a little uh, blanket for it kind of studio uh, at home. And so actually now that I'm working from home doing the radio station, radio job, I'm working from, from the same studio and that's where I am right now. So I do voiceovers at home and just on the side as a freelancer. And uh, I've been getting pretty busy <laughs> over the last little while too. So I've been awesome. doing that for about six years. And it's a lot of fun. I really, I love doing it actually. Yeah. I love doing it. It's kind of an extension of what I do at work anyway. Mm-hmm. And so this I can kind of do for myself and it's my own little business, my little side hustle. So it's fun. I love it. Yay. That's awesome. We're going to take a little commercial break right now, and we'll be right back to talk about COVID. Hey, crumb lovers, this one's for you. Check out Crumb Trails by Elle, located in Brampton, servicing the GTA. Contact us for your personalized orders. Specializing in buttercream cakes and cupcakes, we also offer a variety of cookies, 
cheesecakes, cheesecake minis, and our ever-famous maple walnut walnut bars. Check out our page on Instagram at Crumb Trails by L. That's crumbtrails.by.elle. Or contact us at 416-473-5845 for all your crumbtaculous needs. I was also wanted to talk to you about when COVID-19 happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and the oh lockdown. Gosh, yeah. And you have two young girls and a husband. I do. Um, and a husband. <laughs> yeah. So how was, when we were all locked down, how was the transition for you and the family? Do you find things went pretty smoothly or was it like chaos well, at first? Or It was, it was kind of chaotic. It was chaotic. We didn't, we had to figure out a good schedule for us and how we were going to essentially just cope because that's what everyone was doing, just coping. Mm -hmm. I got sent home from work on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. That was my last day at work. And then they said, you're going to work from home. And they sent me home with all this equipment to set up and broadcast from home. And I've been, been here ever since. And uh, my husband, I think was, he was sent home uh, maybe a day or two, not sent home, but they were he was home and then, and he hasn't really gone back at all since then as well. And I think that was March break. I can't remember, but it was around that time. My daughter, my oldest daughter is seven and she's in grade two now, but grade one is when this happened for her. And my, my youngest is three. So she's in daycare, but they essentially shut down school and daycare at the same time. And all of a sudden we were all home 24 seven together all the time. <laughs> And that's a lot of togetherness. That's a lot of togetherness. Yeah. Um, and so the crazy part is my, our schedules, right? So my schedule, I work early mornings, typically around four to nine, nine thirty, And then I might have to do some meetings or whatever after that. And my husband essentially works nine to five. So um, mm. I, we eventually fell into a schedule of, I would have the kids kind of all morning until maybe one o'clock because I have a nap in the afternoon because um, I'm kind of the other half of my sleep. And then he would have the girls in the afternoon until I woke up while also trying to work full time. Um, so he would take breaks from working and then have to kind of finish things up in the evening. And it was a lot of, okay, I can get 10 minutes of work done and then you've got to pay attention to the kids because they need to be entertained, right? Or yeah. they need to be taken outside. We learned really quickly, oh, this is why they have three recess breaks at school because the kids <laughs> need to go out and run around. So we're out there every day. You know, even back in March and April, it was still snowing sometimes. And we're out there trying to ride bikes and do rollerblades because nothing's open. We couldn't go to the park. Right. Couldn't go anywhere. So uh, everybody, all the parents I know were trying to find activities and and, uh, sporting equipment to buy for their kids that they could use at home. And then that stuff became a hot commodity and you couldn't find it anywhere. I was looking for a trampoline for our backyard. I thought, oh, well, if we can't go to the park, maybe I'll get get a trampoline. I could not find a trampoline anywhere for a good three months. Wow. Nowhere. Yeah, we still don't have one. But then by then things started to open up a bit. So right. Parks are open now, thank God, so we can go do that. (laughs) I can't even imagine, like, trying to get work done and you have, I mean, I had my nephew visiting for a week and he's Mm -hmm. 
always has to be doing something. And mm-hmm. I was exhausted, but, <laughs> but I'm like, how does my sister get anything done with this kid around all the time? I don't yeah, even know. <laughs> you know, and that was a, that was an ongoing conversation that we would have with our other friends who were parents. Like, what are you guys doing? How are you making it work? It worked out a little bit better for us because our schedules are opposite. So I could take the kids for a good chunk of time while my husband could work. Mm-hmm. And then he, he kind of lost out because he had to have them in the afternoons alone um, <laughs> while he was trying to work. Eventually, we, we ended up caving and we had grandparents help us out because we thought we can't do this anymore. There was a lot of arguments, a lot of fighting, a lot of stress, a lot of burnout. And it, you know we were literally just trying to cope just trying to get by. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our other friends were like, you know what? We just throw them the iPad and they have a lot of screen time, you know? And so we, and we were doing that too. I mean, we, we were trying to keep them active, but we were doing that too. Uh, A lot of screen time, a lot of movies, a lot of YouTube. And then on top of that, you're trying to do some schooling with our older one, at least. We only had one that we had to teach anything to, Mm -hmm. but I mean, keeping up with that was almost impossible. So I know a lot of parents who just dropped the school thing altogether. They didn't even do it because you can't, especially when you're working. It's too hard. Well, and I think my sister said with the school, there was always something you had to print out. And it just, it felt very overwhelming because she had to print things out and then they had to do them. And just, did you have that as well with Hmm. your daughter? Our teacher, I think every teacher was a bit different, but our teacher had, my daughter's teacher had a Google Classroom set up. And it was very um, kind of work at your own pace. So once a week, she would upload all of the information and different activities that you could choose to do. Um, So she would say, choose maybe three of these like 10 things that I give you to, to complete this week or, and so that was very, that was manageable for us because we were doing a little bit every day, but not a, not a ton, like maybe an hour a day. I bought a, a grade one curriculum workbook for my daughter. And we actually had grandma go through it with her every day when I took my nap and my youngest daughter took her nap. So we would go, go to bed and she would go on FaceTime with grandma and do this workbook with grandma over Aww. FaceTime every day because it would give my husband a break. And then she got some schooling done and she and grandma both loved doing that. So that was a huge help too. And it really took a village to get us through that part. Even now, I mean, we're not out of it. That's right. for sure. But at least school and daycare are back open at this point. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. I mean, we just, we just did what we could. And I consider us really lucky because I know there was a lot of parents who just didn't have that help or they still did have to go in to work somewhere. So they yeah. did have to get childcare. They had no choice right? Mm-hmm. They, had, they were essential workers or whatever they were doing. They still had to go to an office and then you need care for your kid. You still need your kid to learn something. Uh, yeah. you know, so we were, I think we were okay with our situation. Still stressful, but not as, as bad as certainly I'm sure some people right. had it. Yeah. It's really awesome that your parents knew how to FaceTime. I mean, if my yeah. parents, my parents wouldn't... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> if they had to do that with my niece and nephew. <laughs> uh, well, grandma has an iPad, so she's she's good with that. And she, yeah, she knows how to do all that stuff. She's good at that. So, 
My husband would actually take photos of the workbook each day, like the pages that she was supposed to do. And grandma would print them out and go over them with Julia, our daughter. So yeah, she was great about that. It was awesome. What a godsend that was. That was amazing. That sounds really cool. I kind of want to do that, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, things have changed. We had to do that with grandma and my daughter, Julia, also takes piano lessons, which are also virtual too. Even still. So she she finished the year virtually on FaceTime again, and now she's doing virtual lessons this fall. She started again virtually. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. And that's, you know, I I love, like, when we hear about the stories of, like, the 1918 episode, it's an epidemic, pandemic. I don't even know. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't have all this stuff. They didn't have like tap, no. debit, and they didn't have no FaceTime, <laughs> Zoom school. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't really know too much about it, but I don't know how they survived really. No, I, uh, I don't know. It's so hard to hunker down and just not see anyone, right? So thank God we could FaceTime with our friends and have group chats and things like that, right? Just yeah. for the social connection. Yeah. What a crazy time. Do you have any suggestions or encouragement for other parents going through? I mean, especially now, I think we're going through second phase. And if we're going through another lockdown, we're going to have to do oh, this yeah. again. So I keep talking to other parents and we, now that school is back on, you know, all the other parents of, of students at the same school, we keep saying to each other, how long do you think this is going to last? <laughs> Some people have given anywhere from between Thanksgiving and Christmas and then we'll be shut down again. But who really mm. knows, right? Um, I don't know if we get shut down again, I, all we can do is just try our best. Like parents who are working and if you're working and you're a parent, you can't be expected to also be a teacher. It's just too much. And, um, so you just, for parents, just do what they can, I guess. And I'm so lucky. And so is my husband that we've had great flexibility with our our workplaces. Now we work for pretty big companies and I'm actually surprised that I'm even at home because I never thought I could do a radio show from my basement, (laughs) which is crazy. Um, Because I always thought, well, I always have to go into work. I'll never have the luxury of working from home. And here I am doing it. And I I did say to my bosses, who are both female, by the way, um, listen, guys, it's going to be really tough for me to come back to work without childcare because it's hard for my husband to be home. Now I'm home in the afternoon, but I am napping. It just makes it that much harder though for us if I'm going out of the house every morning. So, and he's also working and the kids are home all day and all of that. So um, they've been really great at, um, now, first of all, our company is not allowing anyone in the building. That's kind of, unless you're, there's only a certain number of people who are allowed in the building. And right. my two co-hosts are in there, but I'm not allowed in. I need to have written permission before I go in. Um, my two co-hosts are in the building, but our studio is different because it's got two studios within it. So each of them are in a separate studio and they can see each other through glass. Oh, cool. So, that's how, that's why that's working that way. Yeah. Um, but getting, getting the support from the employer is also essential, I think. So, and I, I think a lot of employers were pretty flexible with, you know, working from home. And I, and I do think a lot of employers have realized, oh, we can do this remotely. Mm-hmm. We can figure out how, cause we've been forced to. And I think sometimes it does take a situation like this in the world to force us to innovate and maybe um, 
kind of come into the next era of how we do things. You know what I mean? So if that makes any sense. So uh, parents can just do it, just do your best, right? But employers uh, are, are, are being pretty flexible with us too, which is, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Not everybody, um, but most, I would say. Most, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I just lost it. That's okay. (laughs) That was a long-winded answer. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I'm a talker. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Sorry. And you know what's funny? Because I'll have to like, like I'll pause and it it seems kind of awkward, but when you're editing, it's kind of helpful because you're like, oh, good. Yes. You're like, oh, there's the pause. Okay. Yep. You know what I saw on Facebook um, before, was it the end of school or before school? I don't know. It was kind of basically saying, if you decide, yeah, it was before school. If you decide to put your kids in school, you're doing the right thing. If you decide not to put your kids in school, you're doing the right thing. Like you Mm -hmm. have to do, parents are going to do what's best for their kids, uh, what they feel. And so it's what you're comfortable with. So Whatever you're doing, you're doing it well. Like just keep plugging mm-hmm. away. <laughs> you That's know, so true. With everything, best. with everything this whole time, right? I mean, yeah. if you've had to go to work and you've had to get childcare this whole time, then good. If you've been able to stay home with your kids the whole time, then good. If you've had to get help here and there, then good. If you're sending your kids back to school, good. If you're keeping them home, good. You know, it's all good. Whatever yeah. you can do everyone's situation is different and it's, it's hard to make these decisions, honestly. Mm-hmm. What a crazy time. I know. And I'm actually glad I don't have kids cause I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I've always asked coworkers, how do you do this? How do you work and, and go home to kids? And they're like, you just do. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I've always had the wrong job. <laughs> so like I worked on the phones for seven years Mm. And I, I'm an introvert, highly sensitive person. So being on the phones was so exhausting. Yeah. And I'm like, how do people go home to kids after this? <laughs> you, but, by the time you have kids, you don't have a choice. <laughs> so you, true. Just figure, you figure out a way and you plug through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. This is so much fun talking to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm happy to be thought of. Appreciate it, really. <laughs> you are so awesome and you are so nice. Oh, well, thank you. I try. <laughs> That's how I would like to be treated. So, of course, yes. yeah. All right. Well, have a wonderful day. I'll talk thank to you later. Thank you. I've had a great time. Me too. See you later. Bye. I'd love to thank Rachel Gilbert for coming on this episode. And I apologize. I interrupted a lot. I am so sorry, Rachel. You know what they say? And I used to think people were so rude when when they would interrupt me because I used to be super quiet and shy. But then I saw something that said, I don't mean to interrupt. I just get so excited to talk. And I I totally understand that now because I'm the same way. I just get so excited. I'm like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, but it's also tricky on Zoom. Because you start to say something and then it kind of messes up the other person trying to say something. So this is the tricky thing with the with the microphones and the Zoom and the delay and everything. So I don't I didn't mean to interrupt Rachel. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to thank Rachel for coming on the show. We had so much fun just chatting away. I do want to give a shout out to my friends, Daria. Jillian, Jilly Bean, and Wesley. 
they are so supportive and they listen to every episode. And I thank you so much. And Wesley is always giving me tips and suggestions and it's super helpful. So thank you. Actually, Wesley, when we would work together, we always had, oh, we had so much fun just with all my coworkers. I mean, I miss my coworkers, but we had so much fun. And Wesley would, he would always say, whoa, 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 like with, <laughs> with just everything. So that became something we just always like tease Wesley about. We're like, whoa, 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 Wesley. <laughs> Sorry, it's probably not even funny to you, but uh, it was an inside joke. So I can be reached on Instagram and Facebook at Steph Up Podcast. You can email me at stephuppodcast at gmail.com. And I have a website where I blog about the different topics that we do and that website is www.stephuppodcast.com. If you guys could go to Apple Podcast or iTunes or I don't know if that's the same thing anymore. I get so confused about all these different things. Uh, or if you can uh, rate me on some of the podcast apps that you listen to, that would be so helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, get involved in the conversations, you know, with the different things that I post on Instagram and Facebook, on my blog, or you can send me an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And, you know, what are the topics that you guys want to discuss? What are some things that you want to hear about? Let me know. There's so many things out there and so many things I want to learn and I want to talk about and just... Oh, I get so excited. I have so many ideas. I'm just like all the way into like January. So tune in on November 11th. I'm actually going to do a Remembrance Day episode on Remembrance Day, talking about the history of the poppy and the life of John McRae, who wrote in Flanders Fields. And join me on November 15th when I welcome Carmela Williams. And we talk about leadership. You guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you go out there, make it a great day, and stay safe. COVID is still around. It's still second wave. I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. 